Welcome to Word Today. I am Levi Johnny Griffin, and if you are new here, I want you to know that everyone has a bias. Everyone does. So I need you to identify yours and check it at the door because the only opinion that matters here on Word Today is God's. The topic is Limitless, Biblical NZT. If you've ever seen the movie Limitless or the uh, in the Netflix TV show Limitless, they take this NZT pill and it makes them smarter. Uh, they can think, you know, in a million different directions at once. They become these millionaire stockbrokers, politicians, all because they take this NZT pill. Well, well today we're going to talk about biblical NZT, uh, how to become the best version of you. You're really not going to want to miss this right when we get back. <laughs> All right. Proverbs 2 is our biblical NZT. We're coming out of the NIV for this biblical NZT. Uh, and that was totally accidental. That wasn't on purpose, but I just kind of liked the way that rhyme right there. So Proverbs 2 kind of gives us how to become the best version of ourselves, how to become the best version of ourselves. And I mean, the smarter, better, stronger, faster, more favored, uh, avoiding the traps that people uh, our haters try to set for us at the office or in politics or uh, we, we just can't avoid them. We can see them coming a mile away. We don't fall so easily into them and the traps that we set for ourselves from hesitating and from doubting ourselves or not being completely honest with ourselves or someone else setting unreal expectations that aren't that aren't necessarily too low, but that aren't high enough. Because sometimes we don't set realistic expectations and it's not because they're too high. It's because they're too low. God has put a greater potential inside of us than we're than we'll, we're even willing to acknowledge. So. We're, I'm going to, this is how it's going to work today. We're going to literally go through Proverbs 2 from the first verse to the 22nd verse. And I'll probably have to break this up into two podcasts, which is great. Um, you'll get to soak this all in because I'd rather do it right than do it fast. Um, and then you don't get what really God has for you out of it. So uh, we're going to read through the verses. And what I'd probably do is I'll read through uh, 11 um, here. Um or wherever I feel like uh, time allows us to, and then uh, we'll go back and uh, just kind of expound on it. All right, here we go. Starting off, Proverbs 2, verse 1. Uh, my son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver, and search for it as for a hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk is blameless for he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you and understanding will guard you. Wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men, 
from men whose words are perverse, who have left the straight path to walk in dark ways, who delight in doing wrong and rejoice in the perverseness of evil, whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. Wisdom will save you also from the adulterous woman, from the wayward woman with her seductive words, who has left the partner of her youth and ignored the covenant she made before God. Surely her house leads down to death and her paths to the spirits of the dead. None who go to her return or return the paths of life. Thus you will walk in the ways of the good and keep the paths of the righteous. For the upright will live in the land and the blameless will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land and the unfaithful will be torn from it. That's so good. That is like. Really, really, really good stuff. Um, now let's let's Lord God touch us. Let us break this down. This is good. I'm excited. I'm actually just kind of here, you know, almost just shaking. I'm excited. This is great. This is such a great verse. That's why I think the Lord put it on my heart. Or I just thought to choose it. I was just reading it and I just just loved it. There's a old song that says, "If you're feeling down and out, read Proverbs." So uh, I will pass that along to you. If you're feeling ever feeling down and out, read. Proverbs. And maybe that's why it led me to this. I've kind of had a crazy day and I was like, man, let me get into Proverbs and start reading. And this just yelled out to me. So uh, Proverbs two, my son, let's break it down line, literally line by line. My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you. Okay. What does that mean? If you accept my words and my son, that's just my son, my daughter. If you accept my child, if you accept my words, and store up my commands within you. Okay, what does it mean by this? Accept my words and store up my commands within you. Accept my words means, listen, believe what I'm saying. Believe me. <laughs> Just to, to make a quick uh, Republican joke. Believe me. Uh, but no, if you believe me and store up my commands within you. Um, and that wasn't a jab, by the way. I just figured it was funny commentary. But um, if you believe what I'm saying... Store up my commands within you. Matthew 22 says it like this, and this is Jesus's words himself. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, those people that were trying to hate on him, trying to trip him up and trick him, he silenced them, which means they, they, he made them look bad versus them making him look bad. So he, he silenced the Sadducees. The Pharisees got together. Now, what's the difference between the Sadducees and the Pharisees? The Sadducees didn't believe in the resurrection, so they were sad, you see. They don't they didn't believe that you could come back from the dead. Not not Jesus resurrection, just resurrection, period. Um, Jesus is still alive at this point, but they didn't believe in resurrection. So they were sad. Uh, and the Pharisees, they both were two religious groups that that were devout to the Judaic, uh, the Judaism, um, the religion of the Jews. But the Sadducees didn't believe in the resurrection and the Pharisees did. Um, one of them, an expert. This is verse thirty five. One of them, an expert. And the law tested him with this question. And this is Matthew 22. I'm reading 36 teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord, your God, with all your heart and with all your soul. What's that mean? Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart and with all your soul. That means all your thoughts, Let your thoughts be directed toward God and pleasing God. And with all your mind, what does that mean? That means the things you hear and see, you can't control everything you hear. If you're driving down the road, you're going to, Maybe hear a car pull up with you bumping some crazy music you don't want to hear. But there are some things you can control. Your music, the places you go that um, play music, you can control that. And he says, listen, let, let the things that you purposely hear 
be things that will glorify God, that if Jesus was sitting in a room with you, you wouldn't be ashamed to listen to. And the things you see. Um, I'm not bashing horror movies, or, but I, I stopped watching them. I used to watch them. I used to take my sister and watch them when I was a lot younger, and I stopped watching them because, that, you know, as my pastor would say, your ear gates and your eye gates. When you put that stuff in your ears, that is uh, anti-Christ. It means it goes against what Christ would desire for you to hear. And things you see that are anti-Christ that will go against the things that God would desire you to see. You put things in your spirit that really shouldn't be there. And you, you can cause yourself to struggle in areas that you were never meant to struggle in. So be careful with things you hear and see. So that's all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. That means if you want blessing for yourself, pray those same blessings for your neighbor. All the law, which is the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible, and the prophets, the books of prophecy, Hosea, Amos, Michael, Joel, Badiah, Jonah, etc., Isaiah, uh, and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So the entire Old Testament Bible hangs on love God with everything and love your neighbor with everything. So when it says here in the verse, first verse of Proverbs 2, my son, if you accept my words, if you believe the stuff I'm saying and store up my commands within you, which means listen to my commandments and store them in your heart. Uh, and for those theologians out there and Bible dumpers and Bible scholars, they say, okay, Proverbs is for Matthew 22. So this couldn't be uh, Jesus saying this, but I would challenge you to say, isn't it? Isn't this the Lord saying this? Think about it. Proverbs 2, verse 2, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding. What does that mean? It means listening to people with wisdom from God and not your own doubts. Turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding. Listen, listening to people that have godly wisdom. Not everybody is going to speak life into you. There are some people that are going to speak death into you. They're going to they're going to try to tell you you can't, you shouldn't. And I'm not talking about bad things. You're going to say, hey, I want to read the Bible more. I want to do this more. They're going to call you hypocritical. They're going to try to put you down. So it's saying, hey, listen to the people who are going to lift you up. Listen to uh, people that are going to tell you, you know what? You're you're beautiful. You're strong. You you are walking in the righteousness of God. When you are, you need people to correct you when you're not. But when you are, you need someone to, to affirm you. And there's someone that's going to pat you on your back for your accomplishments. Hey, you hadn't walked 500 miles, but that first 50 miles looked great. Keep it up. Listen to people with wisdom from God and not your own doubts. Sometimes our worst enemies are ourselves most of the time because we're with ourselves 24-7. And if anyone knows how to hit you in a hurting place, it's yourself. You'll throw yourself a pity party. Man, I, I'm stupid. I should be further by now at this point in my life. I should have done this when I was younger. Only if I had. And you'll just, I mean, just blows to the gut. You know how to hit yourself hard. So you can't listen to the haters. And the number one hater is you. Listen to people that will affirm you in the righteous things and people that will correct you when you're not doing right. That's what the, that's what it means. Turning your ear to wisdom. Those with the wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, changing your heart from how you think to how the Lord thinks and how the people that are pouring wisdom into you are telling you because you won't be able to see it. You won't. You can't see five levels above. But if you're talking to people that are five levels above, they can see it. Listen to them. You have an instinct that, hey, this person is a good person. That's why you're, you're there talking to them in the first place. Listen to what they say. There's nothing worse than being thirsty, someone handing you water, and you're not realizing what they're handing you. They're giving you some good stuff. Verse 3, 
Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, this is literal. Cry out for insight and cry, call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding. You need to be in your prayer closet crying out to the Lord, Lord, give me wisdom, Lord. Forgive my sins, Lord. Help me to walk in righteousness, Lord. I need you. Call out for insight. Cry aloud for understanding. Proverbs 18 says this. So we're in Proverbs 2, but we're going to skip ahead to Proverbs 18 and just kind of drill this point home. It says this, starting at verse 20. From the fruit of their mouth, a person's stomach is filled. With the harvest of their lips, they are satisfied. Meaning they manifest and eat whatever they say. You say, hey, I will live and not die. I am the head and not the tail. Deuteronomy 28, I'm above and not beneath. I'm the lender and not the borrower. My bishop tells me to say that I am the blessed seed of Abraham. So I try to go around saying that I am the blessed seed of Abraham. Why? Because you will eat and become full off of the fruit of your lips, the harvest of your lips. Verse 21 says this, the tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit. All of us love it. All of us love to talk, talk negative, talk positive, but we love to talk. The human race is a bunch of talkers and communicators. We create better ways to talk. Writing someone a letter wasn't good enough, so we created the phone to talk to them faster. We, 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 if they weren't at home, um, then we'd miss them, so we created cell phones so we could even get them when they're away from the house. But what if they're busy and they can't answer? Then we could text them in the minute they're available, they can answer. What if it's too long for a text? Oh, we can email them. What if we want to send them graphics? Well, we can just social media. Send them something through Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest. Right? We get it there. We're communicators. We love it. Life and death are in our communications. What are we putting on Facebook? Like if, if and, and the, the standard, and this is disappointing, but the standard used to be, if you wouldn't want your grandmother to see it, don't say it, don't put it on, online, don't text it, don't send it. Or if you wouldn't want your children to do the same thing, then don't send it out, don't say it, don't. But now people's morals are so corrupt that they're bumping the, the gangster music with the MF blah, 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 with their children in the car. They're, they're doing things and taking lewd pictures and making out with people with their children in the room. I mean, the, so you can't go by that standard anymore because people's morals aren't the same. So what is it saying here? It's saying, listen, understand that life and death are in what you say. We've already learned that life and death are in what you see. Stop looking at death and you'll stop inviting death into your life. Stop listening to death on the radio, in the movies. And you'll, you'll, and I'm not saying stop watching movies, but I'm saying, hey, you know, maybe you shouldn't be looking at some of the stuff you're looking at. If you don't feel convicted, don't worry about it. But if there's some stuff that you go, man, I don't know if I should be watching this movie. There are movies with, with you know, Transformers, people are getting blown up and stuff like that. Okay, but this particular movie takes it to another level. There's some scenes in here that will make a grown man blush. I don't know if I should be, you know, not because I'm not grown, but because I'm not, I don't want to put that stuff in my spirit. Verse four. And if you look for it as silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, it's talking about wisdom. It's saying, listen, if you live, you know how, how you love to try to get money, save money, make money. You may not love going to work, but you love getting money. It says, if you, if you search for wisdom, like you search for that, for that money, then you'd have abundance of it. If you had the same passion for getting Jesus that you had for getting money, my goodness, you'd have a treasure stored up for you in heaven. 
that you can never spend enough of. It will never run out. Verse 5. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. That's, that's literal. Search for God and search for wisdom like you search for money. Then you'll understand the fear of the Lord and you'll find the knowledge of God. You'll, you'll have the power of God. Verse 6. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. This is literal. You find God, you get wisdom, you get knowledge, you get understanding. All the things you search for, all the stuff you need to get ahead and make sure people don't take advantage of you. The people that are one step ahead of you trying to hate on you or people that are distracting you. And this includes you. The things you just need to know, the things that you don't know, which keeps you in the same cycle you've been in for years. Listen. I'll give you that stuff. You, you, you seek me like you seek money. I'll give it to you. Seven, he holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk is blameless. Listen, God loves the sinner, but he says the minute you get saved and not just find Jesus, but start living like you know Jesus, man, he has success in store for you. And he is a shield for you, those who walk blameless. So you struggle with sin, he'll forgive you. But the minute you conquer that sin, he has a, he becomes a shield for you against that sin and against other enemies and demons on that level that you've been fighting. You get victory on that level. Eight, for he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. This is a statement concerning the righteousness and faith. Same thing. He protects those that, that have conquered uh, sin. Every time you conquer a sin and conquer a level, there's a new blessing for you on that level. Then you will understand nine. Then you will understand what it is right, what is right and just and fair. Every good path. So he's going to bless you with wisdom. Ten. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. You will become wiser and enjoy learning. Isn't that something? You'll become wiser and you will actually enjoy learning. You'll be like, man, this is this is good stuff. Obtaining knowledge of the Lord, obtaining wisdom. That you know what? That's good stuff. I'm enjoying this. You'll enjoy it. You'll you have a joy. Uh, I saw a, a pastor online today that was talking like there's a difference between or a man online. I'm not sure if he's a pastor, but he was saying uh, there's a difference between happiness and fun. Happiness is kind of like a state of being it says fun is what you do when you don't have happiness. You're not happy with your life and the way things are going, your state of being. So you try to go out on the weekend and have fun to help you forget that you're not happy. Oh, that's good. That's good. Listen, 11, discretion will protect you and understanding will guard you. What does this mean? Keeping your business to yourself will protect you and understanding that that not everyone that smiles at you is in your corner will guard you. That's what he's saying. God is saying, don't be gullible, baby. Not everybody that's smiling at you is there. Don't tell everybody your business. Now, everybody has a story where you done told somebody your business and they had no business knowing your business, business, because they went told your business to a bunch of people that you really didn't want to know your business. Discretion, man. Don't talk. There's a, uh, there used to be, I had this uh, provider uh, at the clinic um, that I worked for for years. He had a little ship um, or a little saying above the threshold of the door, and it says, loose lips sink ships. And that means that if we're getting, we're having an audit at the clinic, don't say anything to the auditor. 
get a manager. Don't don't just say, oh, yeah, that was that happened on Thursday. Like, no, just shut up. Just go get a manager. Let the manager have uh, handle it. He knows what the real deal is, uh, knows what the accurate information is, knows what you should and should not say to an auditor. Um, listen, half, you got to have to just that's just that's just wisdom. Know who you can trust. And if it's not someone that's absolutely in love with God, that has a record of being able to maintain a secret, don't tell them. We all need friends. We all need someone to pour and confide into. But stop trying to hang with people on your level. Everyone wants to hang with cool people on their level. How about you find some people that love Jesus that are five, six levels above you and then become friends with them? Because then they can pull you up. People on your level, all, all they can do is you guys can share stories about being on your level. Oh, I've been on this level for two years. Oh, I've been on this level for four years. Hey, let's talk about this level. Yay. Come on, man. Get over it. Stop trying to be the king of the hill. Become a servant on the mountain. Stop trying to be the king of your little hill. Grow up. 12. Wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men, from men whose words are perverse. Listen, you'll know what to say and what not to say. That's the discretion to those who are wicked and lewd. Don't be Listen, don't be in adult conversations. My, my mother used to always say, and my mother mainly, not necessarily my father too much, but my mother used to always say, when her and my aunts were talking, why are you in grown folks' business? Let's go back to business, not business. Why are you in grown folks' business? Why are you in grown folks' business? You need to leave. And I'm going to tell you right now, get out of grown folks' business. When these people start making these adult jokes and lewd conversation and talking under girls' clothes and talking under men's clothes and start, hey, man, get out of grown folks' business. Because you, you're, not, you're not grown. You're not an adult. You're a child of God. And your adult father does not approve of the potty talk. Get out of grown folks' business when they start talking crazy. Talk, and the thing about it, you don't want to be different. And it's very easy. I mean, I'm guilty of it, too. You know, you, you hang around people. You work somewhere for years. And the culture is just like that. And it's very easy as you become friends with everyone to just kind of slip into the culture. We got, And that's when you just got to stay prayed up. Stay in your Bible because only strengthening the God man inside of you will counteract uh, the environment, the hellish environment, because it's it's, a, it's tempting. And the longer you're in it, the more normal it seems. That's why people in uh, violent areas, we say, oh, my goodness, a terrorist attack. And they just go, oh, it's Tuesday. Where it's outrageous to some of us, to other people that live in that environment, it's just another day. And where sin is outrageous when you come in and you smelling like Jesus, you came out of the church working at church, you know, at a church for three years. But after three years of working in the world, just kind of like, oh, it's Tuesday, just another day. And it's very easy to slip into being one of the crew. It's comfortable being one of the crew. People like you. You like people. But I'm telling you, you got to love people enough to counteract the sin and not partake. You know, if you're not strong enough to preach to them, at least don't partake in it. Don't eat the forbidden fruit. Just if you're not strong, just walk away. Make an excuse or don't make an excuse. Cough and walk up like, <clears throat> and just walk away. 13, who have left straight paths to walk in dark ways? This is the same wicked people of 12. that's trying to get you to do wicked stuff. 14, same wicked people who delight in doing wrong and rejoice in the perverseness of evil, whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. Verse 16, wisdom will save you also from the adulterous woman. Come on. From the wayward woman with her seductive words. There's been many a politician, I'm telling you, who have lost a career. Uh, many a politician who have lost an election. Many a family man who've lost their families. Uh, many a family woman who's lost her family. Um, 
many a pastor who's lost their churches, all behind the hussy. That's what it's saying. Listen, wisdom will save you from, uh, will save you also from the adulterous woman who from wayward women with her seductive words, from the wayward woman with her seductive wisdom will save you from the hussy. Listen to what it says in 17. Who has left the partner of her youth, she left her husband, and ignored the covenant she made before God. I do marriage counseling. I tell people, you didn't marry your spouse. Don't, don't make the mistake of thinking you married your spouse. You didn't marry your spouse. You married God. Your spouse is a placeholder until you see God. They asked God. Matter of fact, they tried to trip Jesus up, and they said, hey, you know, a man had, you know, this, this woman had seven husbands. You know, she had a brother, and then the brother died, and she married the other brother, and then he died, and she married the other brother. All right, and, blah, and this goes on like seven times. When they get to heaven, whose wife will she be? All of the men done had her. And they talk, this, this is how they're talking to Jesus. And Jesus says, man, you don't know anything. When we get to heaven, we're going to be like angels. Nobody's going to be marrying people off, and it won't even be like that. Marriage is a, is a privilege we have here. We're not going to have that, that in heaven. We'll be like the angels. There won't be sex. Remember, when the angels wanted to have sex, they had to create human bodies. He says, listen, it's, it's not going to be like that. You know, so you, you have to honor your woman now. You have to honor your wife. You have to honor your, your husband now. Because if you fall into the, the, uh, the adulterous woman, the seductive words of a uh, seductive woman or a seductive man, it says, listen, uh, surely her house, this is 18, leads down to death and her path to the spirits of the dead. You're going to hell. That's what it's saying. And this is the Lord. You, you don't have to get mad at me, but you can. If you get mad at me, fine. Email me, wordtoday.org at gmail.com. I'd love to hear you. I got a couple words to email you back when you send me that you're upset that I'm not saying you can you can be an adulterer. Hey, it is what it is. Verse 19. None who go to her return or attain the path of life. Once you start committing adultery, just saying you're you're a done deal. You lie down with that hussy, you're gonna wake up in hell. Sorry, I can't sugarcoat it for you guys. Verse 20. Thus you will walk in the ways of the good and keep the paths of the righteous. What does it mean? It's a trap. Don't fall for it. It's a trap. Live righteous. Don't fall into the trap of sin. She's a hussy or he's a hussy. Don't fall for it. Honor your husband. Doesn't matter if he's, he doesn't make love the best as, you know, Bob when you were 18 did. Maybe if you would have held yourself to you, you were, you know, maybe if you were a virgin when you got married, you wouldn't have something to compare him to and he'd be blowing your mind or she'd be blowing your mind. Don't let that lust fall away. Or maybe you were a virgin when you got married and now you're like, man, I kept myself all this time. Let me explore you know, I've never had a chance to explore. I'm telling you, man, people that explore, they, they regret it. They regret it. Whether they're married or before they got married, they regret it. I'm telling you, the, the fruit is always sweeter when you hold out. Um, there's a, a show called um, Marco Polo, and they ask him, you know, Genghis Khan, or Kubla, Kubla Khan, uh, asked him, the, uh, one of the ancestors or was Genghis Khan, but Kubla Khan Ask him, he says, hey, out of all you've seen all of my lands, which fruit is the best or which woman, which land has the prettiest women? He says, you know, basically the, the best um, wine comes from one fruit or something like that. He's kind of used this analogy and basically saying um, the best is just having one woman, one wife. That's the best. Because when you have all the women in the world, you become insatiable and none are good enough. You see this with Samuel. Samuel was the wisest man in the world, the wisest. So he knew where the pretty women were. He knew where the best uh, women for physical appeal and uh, for other desires to be filled, he knew. And he tried to get them all. He had a, a thousand wives and concubines when you add them all together. A thousand plus, right? A thousand plus. What does that mean? That means the first one was probably good, but then once he got the second one, he wanted the third one. He wanted the fourth one. 
till he's at a thousand plus and walking away from God. Why? Because you become insatiable. The more you have, the more you want. I don't believe in Buddhism, but one of the principles is, hey, give up all your earthly goods. It, it, you know, how gain peace. It's a principle. It's a biblical principle. Hey, the more you have, the more you want. 20. Thus, you will walk in the ways of the good and keep to the paths of the righteous. Once again, it's a trap. Don't fall for it. I think I read 20, 21. For the upright will live in the land and the blameless will remain in it. What is it saying? Righteousness will get you to the, to, to the right place in life, but your character will keep you there. Righteousness will get you to the right place. but You got to have the character to stay there. In 22, last verse. But the wicked will be cut off from the land and the unfaithful will be torn from it. Those that seek to do evil, those are the wicked. It's not, I, don't, I don't think here, and you can pray on it and maybe God is telling you something different. But I don't think here by wicked it means people that are righteous people, people that love Jesus that are making a mistake. Here I think when it says wicked, it's specifically talking about people that seek to be wicked. People that want to go out and kill. People that want to go out and hurt. People that rob for a living. Robbing and raping and you know, pillaging, if you will. This is their this is their lifestyle. It's not someone that's trying to live right, live holy, going to church, want to raise a Christian family, praying that happens to, you know, get tripped up in pornography or lust or anger or, you know, and they struggle and, and come out of it. I think this is someone that looks to, hey, I just I just watch pornography. Or, yeah, I just cheat on my wife. It's just my lifestyle. I'm just I get my alcohol. It's kind of what I do. I beat my kids, I'm mean to people. I'm evil spirited. I don't have, I'm not kind. This is just who I am. I think it, that what it means by wicked. People that are wicked, uh, not someone that is a good person, someone that loves Jesus. And by good, I mean someone that loves Jesus and it just made a mistake. So 22, those that seek to do evil, those who aren't consistent in seeking God. The second part of that or the B part of 22 is, and the unfaithful will be torn from it. What does that mean? Those that seek to do evil and those who are who are not consistent in seeking God. So the second part of the people that love Jesus, but they're just not consistent. They're in the church. They do right. And they're out of the church. They're in the church. They do right. And they're out of the church. If that's you, I'm not saying this to condemn you. I'm just saying, Hey, seek God. Like you seek money. One God more than you want money and things will change. Your whole life will change around. All right, guys, guys, I hope you uh, have questions for me. Wordtoday.org. Um, at gmail.com. So just to to close, I want to go ahead and recap 21. Now that we went over literally every scripture, and I didn't think we were going to get it done in one podcast, but apparently the Lord has allowed us to do this. Um, hopefully it wasn't too long um, for you guys. But here, let's, let's go ahead and read it from front to back one last time before we close out. Proverbs 2, limitless. This is how you truly become limitless. This is how you go into your untapped, Potential. This is how you really get it um, right here. Proverbs 2. My child, my son, my daughter, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and implying, applying your heart to understanding. Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and the fi- and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk is blameless. For he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones.
Then you will understand what is right and just and fair, every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you and understanding will guard you. Wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men, from men whose words are perverse, who have left the straight paths to walk in dark ways, who delight in doing wrong and rejoice in the perverseness of evil, whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. Wisdom will save you also from the adulterous woman, from the wayward woman with her seductive words. Who has left the partner of her youth and ignored the covenant she made before God? Surely her house leads down to death and her path to the spirit of the dead. None who go to her return or attain the paths of life. Thus you will walk in the ways of the good and keep to the paths of the righteousness of the righteous for the upright will live in the land and the blameless will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land and the unfaithful will be torn from it. Proverbs two. Love you guys. Listen, I really appreciate you checking out today's podcast. Make sure to find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Levi Johnny Griffin Hit me up on Twitter at Levi underscore Griffin. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcast Platforms, Google Podcast Platforms, and Stitcher. Also, place a link to this podcast in your social media feed and tag me in it, Levi Johnny Griffin, for a chance to co-host a show with me. Hey, I want to leave you with this. Four evidences of Christian faith. One is belief. We believe in what Jesus did on the cross. It's what covers us and gives us access to the glory of God. B, lifestyle. It just means we live like we believe it. Jesus tells us to live right, we live right. C, we evangelize. What does that mean? We teach other people about Jesus so they can have faith. Indeed, we spread the lifestyle. We teach them how to live like they have faith. How do we do that? We connect them to a church and we connect them to plenty of Christian material, Bibles, Christian books, Christian movies like The Passion and even Christian podcasts like Word Today. Share it with your friends. If it's blessing you and you're eating and growing from it, let someone else eat and grow from it as well. I love each and every one of you. Let's keep praying and keep pushing in the faith together.